0: Uh, today we're going to speak about um, some Pesach-related questions having to do with packaging. Um, two of them, more seriously, Pesach, and one just a little bit. And the first one is about um, netting and twine. Um, that is to say, is that when you want to make a roast or hold meat together, um, the, 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 the strings that hold that are you know wrapped around the meat, uh, the twine that's wrapped around it. Um, if there's a potential issue for, for that for Pesach, and that is. Um, uh, a lot of what I'm going to say about these, about this, about the twines, the, this netting comes from Rebecca Vlach, um who is the well-known author of Hune Illuminated, but is also involved with a family business making twine. Um, and he says that in the United States, there's only one manufacturer um, who actually makes twine from the cotton itself, using the actual, actual the cotton. Um, and there's different ways uh, to make the twine, uh, but in one of them. Includes um, sprinkling flour. The person used to do was sprinkle flour onto the twine. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, sprinkling uh, flour onto the twine in order to uh, help in the process and help it dry it out. Um, and th- that you could imagine sprinkling flour onto twine is a very messy process. Um, and what would happen was that tw- even the even the twine that did not have flour on it would invariably get a certain amount of flour would end up onto it. Just as so much flour floating around the plant, a certain amount of it would um, get, onto, get onto, the, onto the twine. Even the one that it was not meant to be coated, they're not meant to have this flour onto it. So, um, Rilaxal from New Square spoke to these people and eventually got them to switch from using flour to using something else, ground marble uh, powder, um, and the question is, um, and it, no one, no one's too sure whether in other countries um, there is this potential issue that they would use a flower in this way around the twine. Now, um, this twine is sold for, in our case, for meat. It's sold for the nettings, but it's also used, like in think about it in a bakery, they, if you want to wrap up a box with string, um, that's also used for that. Um, you want to wrap up a, box, a box of matzo, Also, could use the same kind of string um, to wrap it up potentially, um, and so. Tzashgachas uh, has reason to be careful to make sure that the twine does not have, is not made in this place, in these kind of factories, or made with the actual flour itself. Now, if we think about it, the, the possibility of that twine making the food tray or khamet stick is really very minimal. And, and that's because even if, there was, even if it was made in a factory that had the flour in it, the amount of flour on any piece of twine is, is obviously um, minimal, And the the amount of flour that's left on the twine is going to go, will decrease every time the twine is used, which is to say is once the twine is manufactured, (coughs) it's put onto a roll. It's taken off the roll and made into a net. The net is moved from here to there. Each time you do that, you're knocking off that much more of the flour. and the, the only possibility that there could be that, of, that f- of flour actually getting into food would be to say is hey, there's going to be a mashuru of flour left onto it. mushroom relative to the amount of uh, meat that you're going to be making, um, there's going to be a mashuru left, uh, a left on in, on the thing, and it would get into the food. And the thing is, of course, that that is that gets into food before Pesach is prohibited from shishul like 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 all, all the year round. Um, and therefore, the only possible problem that could be is, is what would happen if you would cook the piece of meat on Pesach itself, in which case, on Pesach, chametz is even the tiniest amount of chametz um, makes the food the oven. so then we'd have a potential issue is that the chametz would be asa if there's a little bit of flour left on on the netting that would get into the person's food when they cooked it. Now, even in that case, even were that to happen that the person cooked it on Pesach, um, there's reasons to think that the food is going to be mutter anyhow. And one is, um, there's good reason to think that the that the flour is already in the tarubas from before Pesach. It's true the food wasn't cooked until Pesach, but the flour was was uh, mixed into the it, it's can't be separated from the twine itself, and it and it can't be separated from the meat. You know, it's sitting uh, wrapped around around the roast. So where is it? You can't see it. It's it's already It's, it's a lot. It's good reason to think that it's already the taruves. And If the taruvas happened before Pesach regardless when the cooking happens, if the taruh is before Pesach, then we do not say choise in this kind of a case, and the, and the food will remain what they're, even if you do the cooking on Pesach. Second is, um, it's a suffix whether there's any flour on this twine. As I said, how much twine flour is there altogether brought through and got wound and unwound, and all, who knows what. We don't even know if this factory uses flour. There's lots of reasons to be misuppet, and within this, as a rule, we say since, the isamashah is only drabbanan, is only safi isamashahu is not also even on pesach. Um, so it's another reason to think that if the food is made, uh, if the twine had been used, regardless, the food would be what the biddi avid. Um, and also, although these are all good reasons why the food is mutter, of a pekain, if Ashkachah is, is certifying that the food is kashla pesach, then um, it's proper that they should be paying attention that the twine is in fact um, doesn't have this issue of flour on it. That it wasn't made with flour or even in a uh, factory that has the flower on it. Now, sort of a side issue that's not a PESA issue, is that, or oh, not necessarily a PESA issue, it's from Reverend Rubin uh, from the OK, who said um, that some, of these, some companies will uh, put coatings onto the twines onto the netting to make like, for example, if right, they want to be able to come off easily, come, you know, separate from the meat to release easily, or put something up like that. So those are just something to pay attention to when picking a twa- uh, uh, the, the strings or the nettings uh, to be using these kind of things. Okay, our, our second thing we want to talk about is ink. That is to say, is that um, government, and for that matter, um, will mark uh, meat with edible ink stamps. As I say, when, when the USDA approves, uh, approves an animal, they may stamp it. When the mashkiach approves that this is a kosher animal, he might stamp it. Um, so this ink um, stamped onto the side of, uh, of the carcass um, as part of its processing. Um, and in order to, for the safety of it, the USDA regulates... Um, which kind of inks are allowed to be used. These are meat, again, this is going on to meat that we're going to eat. Uh, and there's three groups of ingredients that are allowed to be into there, and each one of them is regulated. And there's a coloring agent, and um, like that's what gives the color. There's a diluent, like water or, or isopropyl alcohol or ethyl alcohol. Uh, and then certain other ingredients that, go, that qualifies gray as a generally regard as safe. Or, again, a, a whole list of specific ones that are allowed to be put into there. Um, and, and there's all kinds of rules. There's a the rules of what's allowed to be in these inks that go onto the meat. Now, when you look at the list of all those all those things that are about to be into there, there are some that are potentially hummus, um, which the three that, that catch my attention were dextrose, ethyl uh, alcohol, and glycerin. And glycerin couldn't be hummus, but it could well be kidneous. Uh, and the other two, dextrose and ethyl alcohol in the United States, as a rule, are going to be kidneyous. Um It's possible it could be hummus. Even if ethyl alcohol would be hummus, um, it's presumably it's denatured ethyl alcohol. Um, and it evaporates off, anyhow. Um, but uh, so chances are of all this is that very minimal that there's a chometz concern. Maybe it mostly be kidneys. The kidneys portion of it is likely. The kidneys is able to be the to arrive. um It's likely brought the parve it's in itself. If not, surely in the meat, it's the right Um So, when I mean, I think it's probably fine. There, there isn't anybody who makes one that's that's actually kashrutized, as far as I know. Um, and so, um, Rofchovsky would. would of sea fish, that it's better that a person should cut it off before Pesach. Uh, you get the piece of meat that has it on, or you're the butcher has has the meat on it. He should cut off this ink mark. Um, if he didn't, the food is is going to be muter anyhow. Uh, but as a person for for being doing the right thing for Pesach, should remove that, cut off that ink mark on the side of the meat that's on there. Okay. Now, on our last topic. Today is um, not really so much of a Pesach issue. It has a little Pesach angle to it, um, but it, it, it's related to these other ones. And that is about casings. Okay, um, when you make a sausage, that's like like a salami or a hot dogs. Uh, what you essentially what you're doing is you're making a mixture of meat and spices and other ingredients that, that you want that belong in there, and you're filling them into a casing until like a tube, uh, some uh, uh, some kind of a tube. Uh, that holds it in place. Then you cook or you smoke this the sausage in its in this casing, uh, and that that way when then the meat solidifies into the you know the shape and, and the texture that you want it to have, and uh, now your food is ready. Okay, so it holds it in place. It keeps it in place while you're cooking or you're smoking the sausage. Um, so traditionally, you know, way back when casings were made out of the intestines, animal intestines. Um, and they would be cleaned out really well, of course. They'd be cleaned out. Uh, they are edible, and they are coming from an animal. So, and, and these kind of casings, these natural casings, um, had to come from animals that had shechita, and they had bedika that they were in of course. And um, the assumption is that they need to have malik uh, also. There's a shayla in Hilchas malicha. The truth is that intestines themselves, minhadin, do not have daam in them, and they don't need to be kasher. But, if there's other things on it, like fats on the outside of it, that does need to be cashered. So the Ramah says the minigas, we always do casher it. We only casher it from the outside, because we know that on the inside there's no dam, because it's just the just the the intestines themselves. Um, but they, the minigas, they have to be cashered. Be, but because they seem... Hard, I mean, I not do enough dam in them, they can't be cashered uh, with everything else. They can't, can't do the molecule with other pieces of meat. Um, so, of course, so if you're making an, uh, those kind of casings that are natural... Kishkas, then they, they need to be, come from kosher animals, and they need to have um, I, I don't even know if it's legal anymore to make them. But this are, that was the way it was done traditionally. Okay, but, but nowadays, most casings, most ones for kosher uh, co- casings for kosher sausages, don't come from kishkas. They don't come from animal from animal intestines. Rather, they come into. They're made one of two ways. The natural ones are tend to be edible. They're made from collagen. Um, which comes from animal hides. that collagen, from animal hides, is mixed with glycerin, <coughs> cellulose, and some other ingredients to make these casings. They tend to be, they tend to be edible. Um, and again, if, we, if we're talking about hide, if you're we, using collagen from animals, then the the animals need to have shrit and bedika, and they need malicha as well. Um, and, of course, they're being made from animal product, um, plus the other you know, sensitive ingredients like glycerin, so, of course, they need to be done with uh in order to be sure to keep track that we're actually using kosher hides and that everything else was done to the malicha um, and the b'dik etc. For Pesach, it, as I mentioned, it has glycerin in it and maybe some other, it has some other minor ingredients that someone just has to keep an eye on to make sure that those are actually kosher Pesach uh, before we make a casing that's going to be used for Pesach sausages. Now, the other kind of casings that are used commonly are artificial casings. Um, they're inedible. They're made from cellulose, plastic. There, there's different ways of making them, cellulose or plastic. Um, the, the, the casing itself doesn't have a cachet or a pesach concern to it, uh, but sometimes the casings have um, additives put onto the surface, the inner surface, like a smoke flavor or a chemical to stop it from sticking to, to the sausage itself or some some other additives like that. In which case, you'd want to watch those just to make sure that those coatings uh, or, or sprays or whatever that are put onto the inside are kosher uh, for year-round and are also kosher for Pesach.